Welcome to Liberating Race, a podcast from the Shift Network about race in the past, present, and transformational future. Hello, listeners. This is Amy, your producer again. We also wanted to include this brief historical reflection of Skid Row as a companion piece to Daryl's interview. We hope you enjoy it. Among the nation's racial and ethnic groups, Black Americans have the highest rate of homelessness in America. For context, in 2018, 54 out of every 10,000 Black people in America were unhoused. In the heart of downtown Los Angeles sits an area known as Skid Row. It began in the early 20th century as Hobo Corner, a place for displaced and migrant people struggling for livelihood after the Civil War. By the 1990s, mental institutions east and north of Skid Row were defunded, deinstitutionalized, and closed down by the Reagan administration. L.A. failed to provide promised outpatient services, and those abandoned by the system were fed into the population of unhoused peoples occupying the 20 square blocks of warehouse sidewalk known as Skid Row. Its estimated population? 11,000 people. In 2019, 58.21% of the occupants of Skid Row were black. If you were to walk through these city blocks of L.A., you'd notice signs reading Stop the War on the Poor filling store windows. The slogan is in response to the Safer Cities initiative aimed at reducing crime in Skid Row. Many activists claim the SCI essentially arrests, tickets, and fines the poor for being on the streets. For being poor. The Safer Cities initiative cost approximately $6 million annually just for personnel costs, for the 50 officers. This was more than the city's annual budget, 5.6 million, for all homeless shelters and services, with each SCI arrest costing Los Angeles about $4,300. By 2009, the city had spent $118 million. The following is sourced from the 2010 documentary Lost Angels, Skid Row is My Home directed by Thomas Naper. Depending on who you ask, it costs 16 to 24K a year to have someone in supportive housing with an 85% a year retention rate. That compares to anywhere from 45K to 100K to run people through the emergency room, the court system, and so on. Gary Blasi, professor of law at UCLA. What is the possible value of saving Skid Row? Skid Row is not primarily a homeless population. Skid Row is principally an endangered low-income residential community. In the 50 blocks of Skid Row, there are 65 what we call single-room occupancy housing buildings. Without this housing, people in the area would have nowhere to go. Who in the private or the public sector builds housing for a single adult whose total income is a $223 general relief check. If the thousands of people on Main Street lose their housing, that's thousands of people for whom the city will have to build a massive and costly shelter system. It makes far more sense to preserve the housing the poor live in and let the poor continue to pay their own rent. Alice Callaghan, director of Las Familias del Pueblo, an organization that provides educational and social services to impoverished sweatshop workers and their children. I'll leave you this before we go. Joy Donnell, who created this podcast alongside Aliyah Mahone, 
often expresses that she no longer associates race with skin tone in America. It is simply a proxy for class and caste. And many would agree, as we struggle to move beyond race, we lag even further behind in our ability to move beyond class. Our hope is this podcast is a humble contribution to that conversation. Please see our show notes for references mentioned in today's podcast. And we hope you'll join us again next month for a full episode of Liberating Race. Liberating Race was produced by the Shift Network and was developed by Joy Donnell and Aliyah Mahone. Story producer A. Kirsten. Audio mixing by Timothy Dixon. Additional support by Emiliano Limon. Narrations performed by Janice Antiveros, Jose Villarreal, and Amy Kirsten. Shift.